a really quick and exciting announcement to make. The Menopause and Cancer podcast is now also on YouTube, and I'm so excited that more people now get to watch our conversations. So the link to the YouTube channel is in our show notes. Please go and subscribe to the channel so that more people who need to hear our conversations are able to find them. Thank you. Welcome to the Menopause and Cancer podcast, where we speak with cancer patients, incredible survivors and wonderful experts to help us find solutions to our symptoms and ideas to improve our health. My name is Danny Binnington and welcome to your third part of your mini-series Menopause After Cancer Crash Course, where I wanted to accumulate all of the knowledge and wisdom from our experts, but also from the women in our community into short bite-sized pieces of videos and I want to get a video out to you every single day this week so that we can really find and know what our true all of our treatment options are whether they're medications or whether they're lifestyle your triggers and I want to sum them all up for you so that we can set ourselves up at the beginning of this year for a really truly wonderful and explorative process so that we can all feel a bit more empowered in this process. Today, in this video, I want to talk about non-hormonal prescribable options. Just because your doctor might have said to you that hormone replacement therapy isn't an option, it doesn't mean that you can't have other things prescribed to you that can help and bring a little bit of symptom relief. Let's talk about those. There are a variety and it's most important that you really understand what your symptoms are and present to your doctor with your top three symptoms that you really want tackling. For example, whether they're hot flushes and insomnia or loss of libido. It's important to be really clear. And if you go back to video one, I talk through all of these symptoms. So go back and, and really do that symptom checker so that we're more clear. We need to be really clear in communicating what our wishes desires but also worries are with our doctors so that they can help find the right medication for us. Now, before I'm going to list the medications, and I've actually taken some notes here on my um, spreadsheet from some of the women and what they're saying, um, what's worked with for them or what hasn't worked for them, it's really important to say that you might hear and watch this video and think there is absolutely no way I want more medication. That's fine. You might have been going through active cancer treatment, chemotherapy, lots of other drugs, maybe surgery, a general anesthetic, and you might think there is no way I want more medication. Or you might think I don't want more medication to counterbalance the side effect of the medication I'm on. I totally get it. I had so many surgeries, so many um, general anesthetics, chemotherapy, I really felt like I just needed to get flush it all out in a way. It was a really weird feeling. And for a long time, I thought there is no way I'll have more medication. But I just want you to know that these options exist. And that's why in the video, in video number two, I said it's important to have a good relationship with your doctor so that you can talk through those options. There are no just benefits to any medication. Every medication will come perhaps with side effects or risks and benefits. And it's important to know what they are truly for you. No doctor will know how you're going to do on a medication. We've got to try that. There are women in our community who do really well on certain medications and others who've just not managed to stay on them. The same is true for hormone replacement therapy. And there are women who say it's transformed their life. But also equally, there are women who say, it hasn't really worked for them. What's important here is to think you are different. You are going to go on your own journey. And just because we're talking about this today doesn't mean this is the right time for you to embark 
on prescribable treatments. Just park that video, know that they're there and revisit at another time. I'll give you an explanation. Uh, over a couple of years ago, I've worked with a wonderful lady. She came into our Empowered Menopause After Cancer program. We talked lots about medications, um, and she said there is no way she wanted more antidepressants. We talked about antidepressants. She just didn't feel that this was a path that was bright and aligned and congruent with her. Nine months after the Empowered Menopause program finished, I had a telephone call and conversation with her, and she said, Danny, I just wanted to fill you in. I had a couple of more doctor's appointments and I decided to try antidepressants. My doctor figured out which ones were the best ones to use for me. I've gone on them and I feel so much better. Her initial reservation of going on the antidepressants was that she would feel less like herself. But in this particular case, she actually felt more like her old self again. Um, it helped her with hot flushes, with sleep, insomnia, also with her mood. And she just felt generally so much better. In the same Empowered Menopause program, we had a lady there who also started antidepressants and she came off them even three days in. The side effects were just too much for her to warrant to even stay on this medication. Yes, her doctor told her to give it much longer, give it a few weeks, because that initial weaning on period just takes a little bit of tweaking and some more side effects might happen. But she just thought, it's too much for me, I need to come off. And so we have so many ends to the spectrum and it doesn't really matter what all of the stories are. What's important is if you think, actually, I want to explore some of those prescribable options, know that they're there. When we talk about medications like antidepressants, it's important to know that, yes, the general menopause conversation tells us that antidepressants are not the first line treatment for menopause-associated mood disorders. But once you've had a history of cancer, antidepressants can be very helpful. They're usually prescribed in much lower doses. So most of the menopause specialists that come onto the podcast tell us. And a byproduct of the medication is that they can help with your mood, but also your hot flushes and also with your sleep. And so depending on what symptoms you will present to with your doctor, they might work out which ones are the best. Some groups of the antidepressants are not safe to take with tamoxifen, but your doctor will know that and you don't really have to worry about that. What's important is that you know what your symptoms are, that you have that conversation with your doctor, and that you work with someone who can support you in going on these medications. The journey or the story I told you about the lady who's it's taken almost a year and a half to decide to take on and try the antidepressants, that's very common. Very few people will watch this video now, pick up the phone to their doctor, and then go on one of those treatments. <laughs> It'll take many, maybe a few different conversations. It'll take conversations with your friends. It'll also take you mulling over, is this the right time for me? Where am I I'm at in my life? Is this a good time? It's very much, I know we don't always make decisions based on just evidence and facts alone. Sometimes a whole situation in our life needs to work for us to embark and give a new treatment um, a chance. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. 73% of people who listen to my podcast haven't yet clicked the follow button on their podcast player. I want these conversations to reach as many women as possible who might need it. So if you've ever enjoyed this podcast, please hit the follow button now. One other thing to say about the antidepressants is that your doctors also won't know which ones are going to work for you. And it's just 
very frustrating. Women in the Facebook group often say, which antidepressants are the best ones to work for me? And there is, you can't just, there is no answer like that. You know, your doctor might have a favorite prescription, but also your symptoms might be different. And just because the general menopause conversation says antidepressants are not the first line treatment, that doesn't mean they can be helpful for someone with a history of cancer. So antidepressants are there, they can be used, they can be very helpful, but also ask your doctor about your worries or tell your doctor about your worries. So for instance, if your symptoms are hot flushes, insomnia, but also loss of libido, and you really feel that your quality of life is impacted by that, or you want to try and find ways of improving your sex drive, your low libido, then perhaps your doctor will say antidepressants isn't a really good treatment option for you because a lot of them put the brakes on even more. So it's important for when you talk to your doctor, you talk about your real symptoms, desires, and what you want to improve on, but also your worries, because that will also make the conversation quite different. And it's encompassing all of you, really. It's not just looking at treating individual symptoms. It's also looking at, at everything, everything that is important to you. And the more clear we can be in that conversation, the more guided our doctors can also be in helping us. After antidepressants, there's a group of medications called gabapentin and pregabalin, and they can also be used to help you with some of your symptoms. And I'm going to tell you what a lady in our group said. One person said, I'm on gabapentin for flushes, pain and insomnia. I'm on a very low dose and it seems to have helped. I've tried venlafaxine in the past, which is an antidepressant, but it made me feel really sick. I did persevere, but I couldn't cope after a couple of weeks. So my doctor switched me onto gabapentin. And so this is interesting, isn't it? This is a person who's had antidepressants. They haven't worked and she has then worked with her doctor in trying to find other prescribable medications. Gabapentin and pregabalin can help with symptoms like hot flushes, but they come with side effects like all of the other medications out there. Um, another woman said, I'm on gabapentin for flushes, pain and insomnia. I'm also on a very low dose and they've also helped me. And another person said, I tried it for a month, but it made me feel really floaty at work and it scared me when I was driving, so I stopped. And so I think whenever we look at um, getting advice from people in our community, you'll hear stories of all of the spectrum to all extremes. And it's important to know that your journey will be very different. Clonidine is another medication many menopause specialists prescribe. It's traditionally used to treat high blood pressure, but some people have it prescribed for the hot flushes and night sweats. And here is a conversation I found helpful I want to share with you. My doctor prescribed me clonidine for flushes because she can't give me antidepressants because I'm very sensitive to medication. Has anyone had good results with this medication? So this woman clearly worries about side effects and wants to know from our community. So one person commented, hi, I was prescribed these, which did help the hot flushes. They did help my migraines also, which was a new lease of life for myself. However, my sleep was still terrible. And so I think it's important to say that this person found a side effect, a relief with migraines and her headaches, for example, but it didn't impact positively on her sleep. 
there's another medication that you can discuss with a doctor and it's called oxybutynin. And I remember the fabulous Dr. Anis Mukherjee, she brought this medication up on the podcast a couple of times, actually. And she said, you know, when people come and they're very clear about their symptoms and there might be hot flushes and bladder symptoms, my mind goes straight to oxybutynin and she has prescribed it and prescribes it to her patients. Um, hot flushes and bladder symptoms can be treated with this drug. A couple of comments from the ladies in our community. Hey, I'm prescribed oxybutynin that has really helped with hot flushes. I've finished tamoxifen three years ago and I'm so pleased because it's also helped with my overactive bladder. Not sure what I would do without it. So knowing that for some people, this can be really helpful. The other um, prescribable non-hormonal options I want to add here in this video are our vaginal moisturizers and lubricants. So these are nothing to do with local vaginal hormone replacement, so local estrogen. These are just the moisturizers, the lubricants. This is like your real first step if you have any issues with itching, with dryness, vaginal bleeding perhaps on intercourse, um, any of the bladder symptoms, the reoccurring UTIs. The, the basics, the bare minimum of what we have to do. And Sam Evans from Joe Divine always talks about it. The lovely Lavinia Vinch, who we had in the podcast, talks about it, is to stop washing with anything that could be an irritant. And knowing that our vaginas and vulvas don't need washing with anything soapy, with anything that smells a certain way, water is enough. And that your doctor can prescribe a moisturizer for you and that we really need to treat our vaginas and vulvas like we treat our best cashmere jumper. If you wash your face in the morning, you also moisturize your vagina and vulva. There's a product that your doctor can prescribe to you that is fabulous and safe. It's called Yes Organics. There are other products your doctor can prescribe and some contain irritants and it's really really frustrating isn't it when that happens but yes is something that is industry approved by many oncologists and so many hundreds and thousands of women in our community swear by it there are some other products as well that are brilliant for vaginal moisturizers but because we're talking about what you can get prescribed from your doctor i just want to mention the yes organics we also have a discount code for you i'm going to add that here Sometimes your GP doesn't know he or she can prescribe it. Um, then you can go onto the Yes Organics website and you can find information of how to educate your doctor. So no, there are a range of prescribable non-hormonal options available for you. They might not be right for you right now. No, they're there. Park them. Have the conversation with your healthcare professional at one point during this year or don't have the conversation. It's just one of our buckets, our menopause buckets, and you might choose to put your hand into that bucket at one point or you might not. But let's leave the conversation here. I can't wait to see you for video four tomorrow. Mm -hmm.